welcome you in to another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch. I'm joined, as always, on the program by my co-host, John Spataro, and our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. And another week that will be in the National Football League will be our focus, but we always start the show on this program. We tell you how we did last week. Did we win? Did we lose? Each of us goes over our picks, including a pick we make every week, even if it's not one of our best bets. That, of course, being uh, the Chicago Bears game. No matter who they're playing, we're picking it if they're on the field. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Ryan, first, uh, our Vegas insider. How'd you do last week, including the Bears game? Uh, Let the listeners know how the week that was was for you. Well, the Vegas Insider part, I can tell you what's going on, but I didn't have much luck with my picks. I went uh, 0-3, Redskins, Jets, nobody wanted to watch it. Apparently, Redskins didn't want to play it. Uh, The Buccaneers were driving for a backdoor cover, and Jameis Winston threw yet another interception, and and that closed things off against the Saints. And then the 49ers and Cardinals, that was just a debacle all the way through. So uh, we've been on a good run, but we've struggled a little bit. The Bears, I mean, it's not hardly even worth talking about what they do out there. So um, I hope no one sat through that boring Sunday nighter against the Rams because the Bears just don't have much going for them. So, well, Ryan, speak for yourself. Maybe it shows you that I don't have much of a life, but I did sit through that entire Bears debacle against the Rams. And yeah, I probably should have found something better to do with my time. But once again, when you're A Bears fan, I guess hope springs eternal, even though we know the playoffs aren't coming for them this year. So, John Spataro, let me turn it over to you. How was your week that was? Tell us about your picks. As far as the Bears game goes, I was on the under in that one. And, you know, a boring game is is bad to watch unless you're riding the under. Uh, And then that one hit comfortably. I think there was only uh, a few touchdowns scored in that game. And it looked a lot like the game we talked about uh, in, in 2018 when these two teams met last year. So, Uh, I have a lot more to say about that. I'm sure we'll get into what happened at the end of that game from just a personnel standpoint and where the Bears go from here. But from a betting week, I went two and one for the second straight week. Uh, I cashed in on the under in Mexico City. And we talked about that a little bit last week about if that was going to have an effect on that game. And that was kind of an odd game uh, from every angle. But that one did end up staying under the the Chiefs and the Chargers in Mexico City. And then the big one of the weekend was uh, the Patriots covering three and a half points on the road in Philadelphia. The Eagles had a chance to tie the game late and and it looked like a drop pass from Nelson Aguilar in the end zone, which is uh, becoming a theme, it sounds like, in Philadelphia. However, I thought that was a, a pretty good play and uh, although it got interesting at the end, the, the Patriots were certainly the better team in that game uh, and ended up winning by a touchdown like I thought. And then the only loss I had this weekend, which was a wild one, I was on the under in Indianapolis between the Colts and the Jags, and that was covering. The under was up until the last minute, literally when there was an onslaught of points. The Jags scored a meaningless touchdown with a minute left to play in the fourth quarter to hit the over. And then on top of that, I had it at 43 and a half. If you managed to get it at maybe 44 or 45, you were really hurting because there was an intercepted two-point conversion that was taken back by the Colts and added two more useless points uh, at the end of that game to make the total 46. So if you were playing that one like me, again, it was two bad teams. I'm sorry you had to watch it. However, it really was just a wild one up until the very end, so it was at least entertaining even though it was a loser. Well, I got to say I'm with you, John, as far as the record last week. I had a 3-1 and one week as well, happy to eke out a winning week. And starting it off with that Bears-Rams game, it was not one of my best bets. I laid the points with the Rams simply for this reason. 
I just have no faith in the Bears right now, especially on the road and against the better team, which I thought the Rams were, even though they were banged up going in that game. So I took the Rams minus the points. And if Eddie Pinheiro could kick a couple of field goals, I may have lost that uh, bet myself. But unfortunately for the Bears, Pinheiro couldn't. And the Bears go ahead and they do not cover the spread. Also, I did have uh, the Patriots minus three and a half against the Eagles. They were a winner in that game by a touchdown, so I won that one. And I'm setting up for the loss here, folks, because I'm going to tell you about the bad pick. But I also had the Broncos, who really should have won that game outright in Minnesota. A huge collapse in the second half for them on the scoreboard, but they still easily covered the 10.5. So those are the three winners, but the one dud, I did take the Texans in Baltimore plus the four, and boy, did they get absolutely routed. So Jason Gotch with you, along with John Spataro and Ryan Fisher here on State Lines, and I'm hoping to get another winning week this week as uh, our co-hosts are as well. But Ryan, I want to turn it over to you next, because I know you, you know you took your shot at the Bears. You're a Packers guy. I get that. It's easy to pick on the Bears right now. We know they stink. But for gambling purposes, it's still worth looking at their line. So this week, the Bears are minus six and a half at home against the Giants. The total's 40 and a half. The Bears have a lot of tough games left. They've still got the Cowboys. They still got the Chiefs, and they got all the division teams, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings on the road. So conceivably, this could be the last game straight up the Bears win this year. They probably won't be favored in any of those other games. So how do you think this one plays out, and is this a good one for the gamblers? Well, you say that it's worth looking at from a gambling perspective, but the nice thing is this is the last week of buys in the NFL. So starting next week, we've got full slates the rest of the way. You don't have to bet every game. And the Bears are one team that I just I don't want to be around. Uh, I mean, the defense is good enough to keep them in it. The offense is bad enough to, to sabotage most of the defense's effort. When the offense plays well enough, then the defense doesn't step up and make plays. It's just it's not any fun to be around. Um, you know, it's <laughs> so the most interesting thing I saw gambling wise regarding the Bears this week was that they are the favorites. They're the betting favorites to have Cam Newton be starting game one of the week of next year's season. So if where will Cam Newton be during week one, the betting favorite is with the Chicago bears for 2020. So that's the most interesting bears uh, betting information that I've got going on this week. Uh, They're playing the giants. uh, I mean, Daniel Jones, he's been all right this year. Not great. Giants are back healthy though, offensively, which they haven't been for a while. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm throwing darts here when I talk about the Bears, to be perfectly honest. But what I'll do is, I, you know, I'm not going to lay the six. I'm not taking money lines. I'll, I'll go back to the total, and I'm going to go over. It's 40 or 40 and a half, depending on where you get it. Um, I think the Giants are going to put up some points. The Giants' defense isn't very good. Does that mean the Bears are going to put up points? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but the possibility <laughs> exists. Uh, I mean, in, at, at the least, if you – I mean – Normally, I'm an under player. I mean, usually the public is on the over, so I'm gives you some value taking the under because it's been shaded to the over. Well, watching games cheering for the under just isn't nearly as much fun. So when you have a team that you that you don't want any part of, you don't want to be around. If you're going to put the game on, the one thing you can do is cheer for points. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm that's where I've I've landed on the Bears this season. I'm just putting it on and cheering for points. So I'm on the over this. Week. Ryan, I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. You brought the Cam Newton bet real quick. Would you jump on that one, or, or would you take a pass there as well? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> in honor of you, wait, 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 Ryan, in honor of you, I know you like to call him Scam Newton, so would you say the Bears take Scam Newton next year, they get him in free agency or in a trade? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the Bears were a real, well-run organization, I would say no, because I don't see any value in Cam Newton, but I think the Bears have proven over the last 10 years that they're not a well-run organization, so anything's on the table, and that includes our guy Scam Newton. All right, John. Bears, Giants, what do you think? I think all you need to know is that although Ryan's not a Bears fan, that three grown NFL football fans here, grown men, NFL football fans, uh, jump at the opportunity to think about who the next quarterback of the Bears is going to be. That's where we get. That's where we've gotten to in this season. It's, it's been a failure. They're not going to make the playoffs. Matt Nagy's antics at the end of the game in Los Angeles last week really sent a bad message to me, and I'm assuming a lot more other fans out there with his you know, embrace of Mitch Trubisky and whispering sweet nothings into his ear as he pulled him and put in Chase Daniel. I don't even know if I believe the hip injury thing. I really don't. This team has fallen apart at the seams. So from a fan perspective, if I didn't have a reason to watch any of the rest of these six or seven games that they have to play, I wouldn't. I, I, I would leave this team. It's not, they're not fun to watch. Going back to last year, there's just been bad offense being played, and it's been propped up by some okay defense this year. And there's really just nobody even making a bunch of plays on either side of the ball that would dictate me uh, watching multiple games for the rest of the year. That being said, I'm 100% with you, Ryan. I like the over in pretty much every game going forward as a reason just to watch. I also think from a little bit of a procedure standpoint, maybe now that they're out of the playoffs and maybe that the expectations have officially been crushed, Matt Nagy empties the playbook and we start seeing – I don't know, wildcat formations and flea flickers and double reverses and things just for him to get out there and, and show that he is not this hapless offensive coach that everyone is, is pegging him to be. Uh, but I really have no interest in betting a side in this game. It's between Trubisky and Daniel Jones. Maybe at the beginning of the year that sounded like an intriguing uh, opportunity for fans and betters alike. Right now, I couldn't want anything less to do with it. it it's, it's absolutely poison to me. I, I don't want to watch Bears football. If I have to, I'll root for points. Uh, but this season has been such a disappointment that um, if, if it's going to keep going, I certainly don't want to be on the wrong end of any bets uh, involving the Bears this year. They've already caused me enough strain and damage uh, with their performance on the field this far. Well, I'm going to go different on this one, guys. I'm going to take the Bears. There's really no good reason for it except the Giants are terrible and maybe the Bears being at home. This is one of those times where they rally the troops against a real bad team and win maybe the last game that they'll win in 2019. So I think they win by a touchdown. They cover the six and a half. I'm taking the Bears. Now, before we get to segment number two, it's one of those fun times we do it in every show. Our Bet it or drink it segment. I take 20 bucks out of my pocket for myself. I give $20 to John and 20 more dollars to Ryan, and I give him a long shot play, and I say, guys, what do you want to do? Do you want to go drink at the bar with the 20 bucks, or do you want to put your money on the long shot bet? Now, this is not necessarily a long shot because he's the favorite right now. Lamar Jackson will win the NFL MVP. He's minus 110, so he's the favorite, but the reason I'm putting this one out there this time is because there's a lot of football left. There's a lot of good candidates this year, and at minus 110, do you think Lamar Jackson's a good play to win the NFL MVP, Ryan, or would you keep that money and drink it? Well, yeah, this certainly isn't a long shot play. It's funny because we talked about this. I think I brought this up back in week week two or week three of us doing this show that you know he had opened the year basically at 100 to 1, and I was lamenting the fact because the year he won the Heisman Trophy at, at Louisville, he started the year at 100 to 1. 
and ended up running away with that award. And by the time we talked about in week two or week three, I think he was down to about 15 or 10 to one. Um, and now he is the favorite. I've done really well in the past betting these types of things because you're not necessarily betting a result. You're betting the the minds of the the voters. In this case, they're all writers. Um, so it's it's kind of easy to see which way they're going to go sometimes or, or more than likely to go. Um, a lot of times the schedule's not factored in. I don't think there's any value, not at minus 110, and I'm a value player. There's actually other places out there you could find it, like plus 150. Uh, so the minus 110 is tough, especially there's still six games to go. I mean, if he misses two or three games because of injury and his playing style, you know, in a close race, that would be enough to knock him out. The other ones that are that are involved, Russell Wilson, Seahawks are 8-2, and two, but they have a real tough schedule coming up. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to have to finish 12-4 and four, probably or better for him to have a chance. I think I think Lamar Jackson wins it. I, I don't like the odds, but in this one, I, I think he's going to win it. I'm going to kick myself again that I, I didn't learn from history and play him at 100-1 before the year began. Uh, one, and I know this is going terribly long and you guys can edit this, but an interesting point, there's actually a sports book in New Jersey, PointsBet, and I hate when books do this because if you can't trust them to give you money when you earn it, how can you trust them to give you money when you don't earn it sort of thing? But they're actually paying out all Lamar Jackson bets this week. Anyone who has already bet him to win the MVP, points bet is paying. And then if he doesn't win it at the end of the year, they're still going to pay out to whoever does. So it's kind of a crazy thing. And, and they're just, you know, they're going for the, the popularity deal and the, the marketing. But so I'm going to I'm going to bet this 20 bucks. I, I wish I'd bet it a long time ago. It'd be worth a whole lot more than the 1881 that I'm going to get, but I'm going to go ahead and bet the 20 bucks. Ryan in on Lamar Jackson to win the NFL MVP. And I love that story, Ryan, about the sports book in New Jersey. It reminds me of the 2016 presidential election when everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. There was some sports, there was some book overseas. I can't remember what it's name is in England or Ireland. And they paid all the Hillary Clinton to win the presidency bets like the week before the election. And of course, uh, that did not work out the way the book wanted it to. So maybe uh, jumping ahead a little too much, but they do get, as Ryan said, a, a lot of marketing value at making that move to pay out the Jackson bet. So, John, what do you think? Lamar Jackson, NFL MVP, yes, no? I think he will be. I, I think it's pretty clear that he's playing at a high level and, and is on enough people's minds to get enough votes to be the MVP. It certainly is a two-horse race with Jackson and Russell Wilson. I will say that I, I like Wilson's chances if they can run down the 49ers and finish 12-4, and four, like Ryan was saying, and, and kind of take over that division and go into the NFC uh, playoffs being the number one seed. I could see that uh, you know, converting some people away from Lamar Jackson because Jackson's stuck in a pretty bad division. They're playing well, but you know the Browns, the Steelers, and the, the Bengals are, are three certainly not good teams. Uh, like you see in the NFC West. So, uh, yeah, I'll take this. The odds aren't great, but Jackson it seems to be the clear-cut favorite. I think the only regret is that you didn't get on this earlier, like Ryan was saying. Uh, that points bet thing is interesting. I, I feel like that's kind of a, a – it could be too soon to tell, especially how finicky this award can be and, and kind of based on an injury, too. If he misses a game or two, that completely falls apart and kind of reopens the race. So I think that might be a little bit premature, like you were saying, Jason, to pay this bet, bet out already. However, Jackson looks to be playing the part. Uh, he certainly is getting the attention needed to win this kind of award. So I'll bet it. I'll, I'll stay away from the bar this week. 
uh, and, and take Jackson to win the MVP with your money. All right, guys, I am going to go the other way on this one as well. I, I like Russell Wilson's chances. I, I think that the Seahawks could finish 4-2. and two. I, I don't think – it is a tough schedule, like Ryan said, and, and Lamar Jackson does have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. But gut feeling for me on Wilson, so I'm going to buy myself some drinks. And if you guys are there, hey, hopefully it's a cheap joint. We can get all get some drinks with my 20 bucks. It's Jason Gotch with you, along with my co-hosts Ryan Fisher and John Spataro here on State Lines. We come back, Ryan's got his trends and notes. We're going to talk about other fun stuff and give you our best plays of the week. All that right after this. Welcome back to State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, joined as always by my co-host John Spataro and our Vegas insider Ryan Fisher. Some good primetime games in the National Football League in the week that will be. Ryan always has some fun trends and notes for us. So Ryan, give us some good details for the betters listening to the show. Yeah, I mean, really in the NFL this week, it's pretty interesting. If you just want to sleep through the day and not pay any attention to those games, you'll probably be just fine. The the 12 o'clock kickoffs, there's just not a whole lot there. The Seahawks-Eagles game got flexed to noon, so that'll that'll be an interesting one at least. But the primetime games, even the Thursday night game that happened between the Colts and Texans, you put that one, you got Packers-49ers on uh, the Sunday night game and then the Ravens-Rams on the Monday night game. It's only I, I read a note. It's only like the fourth time that the NFL has had three primetime games where each team has winning has a winning record. So really, for the NFL, they lined it up well. I mean, great games and, and meaningful games. Uh, and then even the you know the late game on the, in the NFL and the, the three thirty window is going to be Cowboys Patriots, which will be probably the highest rated regular season game of the year if it stays close. So the NFL's got some really good uh, marquee matchups this week. From a betting standpoint, we don't really care if it's marquee or not. I mean, we just we just want winners. Uh, so you can look at some different things. But I would say this week, just sort of trying to enjoy the big games. And uh, in the big games, the one thing to know is that the public bets more on the big games than any of the others. And when the public bets more, the better you are to go against what the line has done. Because the line's going to shade to get that public money. So as you look at these games, especially the Sunday, you know, the Cowboys Patriots and then the Sunday night Packers Niners and Monday night Ravens Rams, there's going to be a whole lot of bets and a ton of money coming in on these games, which is really going to create some good opportunities to, to be smart about where we're betting. Any insight here, being the Vegas insider, Ryan, on these games, do you have a feel one way or the other side total? I know it's early to look at where the money's at, but just using your expertise from what you've seen all year, any of these lines, again, either side total and the big ones stand out to you? I mean, I think I think the lines are pretty good. I do think there's some positive, you know, and you know I've followed the Packers and have done pretty well with them this year, both on and against. I'd actually like to hear what John has to say because he's been awful every time he's picked the 49ers game. That may cement things. Uh, but I, you know, this is a huge game. Packers are a game behind the 49ers, you know, and, and this is a race for home field and the bye. And, you know, so whoever wins this game is is going to have a, a great shot at, at the bye and a really good shot at home field in the NFC. So it's just a monster game. Packers are off their bye, which late in the year, that, that's always a huge advantage. They're fully healthy and the 49ers are not. 
Um, I think this game really sets up well for the Packers, and I think it also sets up well for the under. All right, John. Ryan's calling it out a little friendly rivalry here. I mean, you, you could throw your record uh, last week against Ryan's record if you wanted to be not too nice about it, but he's throwing it out there that, hey, you know what he wants to hear? you got to say on the Niners because maybe they haven't been your best team to play on this year. So let us know what you think about all these games, John, because like Ryan said, uh, the afternoon games this week, not so good, but three primetime games, and it's not always we get a good Monday nighter as well. Well, I'm going to have to go ahead and tear up my bet sheet because I was planning on just completely ignoring the Packers 49ers game on Sunday night because Ryan is absolutely right. I have been awful at handicapping the 49ers this season. And uh, I was looking at it a little bit. I, I, I heard what you said, Ryan, and I think I agree with it. I don't know if that causes you to jump ship, uh, but the Packers certainly look to be in a position to win that game. They didn't have much luck going to California the last time they did, and they laid an egg against the Chargers in L.A. So uh, some of that may be in the back of my head when I'm when I'm trying to pick a side in this one. But, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has really just been uh, getting by is, is the best way I can describe it. I, I go back to that game against the, the Seahawks at home, and I remember four or five passes that were dropped, uh, not by his own players, but by defensive players uh, to close out that game. Could have easily been some interceptions that put that game out of reach. It obviously went into overtime and the Seahawks won. Uh, but yeah, Packers coming off the bye, getting Aaron Jones back, getting everybody healthy and kind of ready for this home stretch. They're they're going to be in a battle with the, the Vikings for the rest of the year. Now that, now that the Bears have dipped out of that race and the Lions are a distant fourth as well. So I, I like the Packers in that game, although I'm not entirely confident about anything I say uh, in a game that revolves uh, or involves the 49ers. So take that with a grain of salt. All right. As we continue along on state lines, it's me, Jason Gotch, along with my co-host, John Spataro. You heard John's uh, thoughts on the big games, the primetime games, uh, just a moment ago. And you heard Ryan a little bit ago as well with the thoughts on the primetime games. Our co-host, our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. So, gentlemen, it's that time in the program. We give our best bets, our, our three best bets of the week. Uh, you can give a lock of the week out of those three if you want as well. So, Ryan, we're going to have you go first this week. What are you looking at? Let's roll some winners out there. Well, we already talked about it. I'm going to be taking the Packers. I'm going to be taking the three points. I think this is a great spot for them. Uh, I love the the late year by, especially for a, a veteran team with the young coach. And like I said, the chance to break trends is just, it's a really important thing. You're going to see some different things. The 49ers are going to see some new things from the Packers. And if the Packers execute, I think they're going to win that game. So that's the first one. We're going to take the points and we're actually looking for an outright win. Uh, the second one was John's team before the year started and then they were awful and all of a sudden they're a little resurgent. And I think this is the last chance to get them at this kind of number. I'm taking the jets at home against the Raiders and don't look now, but if the jets win this game, which would be their third in a row, they have a great chance to run it to a five or six game winning streak. I think they've got the dolphins and the Bengals coming up. Um, so all of a sudden their season doesn't look as awful as it did. The Raiders have been a great story thus far. But they've actually been outscored on the season by five points, despite being six and four. So the Raiders are a good team. They've got the Chiefs next week. If the Raiders can win this game, they get the seven and four. They set up a matchup for first place in the AFC West. Just sounds too good to be true. Well, I'll be rooting for the Raiders. I'll have money down on the Jets. So maybe I won't be rooting for the Raiders and John Gruden after all. So that's my second play. We're going to take the Jets plus the two and a half again, looking for an outright victory. Finally, the last one. Why not? We'll go to that Cowboys-Patriots game. Uh, Patriots defense has been great, albeit against some bad offenses or some offenses that were a little banged up, including the Eagles last week. I don't even think they had any healthy wide receivers. I don't count, 
count Nelson Aguilar the way he catches or doesn't catch the ball. So this total sitting there at 45 and a half or 46, we're going to go over. This is going to be an over game. There's going to be some points scored. Tom Brady's been griping a lot about the Patriots offense, despite them being nine and one. It's just that kind of game where finally they, they, they make a statement and say, okay, we're, you know, I'm still Tom Brady. We, we can still put points up when we need to. The Cowboys offense is going to put up some points. This game's going to go over. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this one flies past the total, total of 46. All right, Ryan locked in the over in the Patriots and the Cowboys. He's also got the Jets against the spread, and he's going to take the Packers as well. So, John Spataro, it's your turn to roll out some more winners because uh, last week you were 3-1, and one, including your, your play in the Bears game. So, uh, go for it. Roll out some winners for us. Yeah, let's keep it going, and let's stay in New England. I like the Cowboys in this game. I'm, I'm considering taking them. Uh, with the money line at about plus 220, but I certainly like them at plus six and a half. I I just think they have what it takes to get it done in New England. Uh, I I think that um, almost every year the Patriots, one way or another, find a game to to lose uh, that they should have won on their home field. And I think that that is going to be this game. I I don't think the Patriots' offense necessarily is going to be able to keep up with the Cowboys' offense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, Ryan. You're right. And, And if that's the case, I could see this ending in a late field goal or, uh, you know, just kind of having a weird combination of points that would favor uh, the road team and the Cowboys in that case to get plus six and a half. It's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, and, and that's certainly a, a game that I think most of uh, the NFL fan universe is going to be tuned into. That's the only good game I'm going to be betting on this week. The other two are certainly dives into the dumpster. Uh, give me the Browns covering 10 and a half points at home against the Dolphins. I've had a Decent feel for the Dolphins these last few weeks. I've been on the right side of both of their wins, uh, and, and I, I feel like their luck ends here. I think the Browns are a little uh, juiced up after beating the Steelers on their home field. Let's just hope that everybody can uh, keep their helmets on this time and nobody tries to you know, assault anybody on the field. And I think the Browns find a way uh, to win by 11 points and, and take home the W uh, against the Dolphins. And then my best bet of the week, and this one's going to require – uh, you know, maybe an antacid or, or some uh, gag reflex uh, suppression because I'm going to what happened to Ryan last week. I'm going to bet on Jameis Winston. I like the Buccaneers going into Atlanta as four-point underdogs. I think the Buccaneers are, you know, what the Bears are in terms of a coin flip, how bad they're going to be week to week. Uh, I think from an offensive stance, the Buccaneers are a coin flip of, of what are you going to get and how many passes are exactly going to get intercepted uh, from the hand of Jameis Winston. That's the only key metric I'm looking at because I don't think the Falcons are, are necessarily that good. Uh, I've bet against them a couple times this year and have won. They've kind of gotten their things together these last two games. Uh, they blew out uh, the Panthers at home last week, which kind of blew up this uh, th- this line a little bit to me. I think the Buccaneers can still score the ball. They've got two great wide receivers uh, who are having two great years. So I think I think the Bucs are going to find a way to uh, to win as an underdog, a four-point underdog, possibly win the game outright. I'm not willing to go there, but uh, I know what, what that sounds like. Uh, but I'm ready to bet on Jameis Winston despite my better judgment. So to recap, I like the Cowboys uh, as six-and-a-half-point underdogs in New England. I like the Browns as ten-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And my best bet of the week, the Buccaneers on the road in Atlanta, plus four points. 
All right, John's locked in with his winners. I'll wrap it up here. Me, Jason Gotch. I like the Eagles minus one at home against Seattle. The West Coast team going to the East Coast for the early start. The three-time zone change is always tough to do. Plus, if the Eagles want to make the playoffs, they probably won't. But to have any chance, you have to win this game. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus one. I'm also going to take the Rams plus the three against the Ravens. I just think the Lamar Jackson show is at least, he's, look, he's a good player. But I think that this is a week primetime audience in LA where the Rams defense slows him down enough and the Rams find a way to cover. And I'm with Ryan actually on the Packers. I like them plus three at San Francisco. I think the Niners might be just a bit overrated. They're having a good year, but Jimmy Garoppolo still shaky at quarterback. I think Green Bay plus the points gets it done in the Sunday night game. So that will do it for State Lines for Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. Happy Thanksgiving. Early happy Thanksgiving everybody out there. Hope you enjoy the winners and the games this week. We'll talk to you next week, everybody.